You're listening to Environmentally Speaking, a weekly podcast diving into legal matters surrounding the environment, public utilities, energy, zoning, and permitting laws in Rhode Island and the surrounding areas. With your host, Marissa Desitel. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Environmentally Speaking. Hi, listeners. I'm attorney Marissa Desitel. I practice environmental law here in Rhode Island. And I'm Clarice. I'm coming in with today's topic. And oh, that was different. I don't know why I stumbled on that. I think I just want to get right into it. I'm kind of... Dive in. Yeah, it felt really topical. Um, I've been making this joke. I don't know if you've been talking about this a lot during your work week, but I find the... And I think maybe this is a cliche, but the default topic whenever you start a meeting or whenever you have a phone call mm-hmm. is, oh, what a summer we're having. Or it's so rainy. I'm Oh, know. the weather as a as a neutral. Yes. But foundation. it's specifically how crummy the weather has been. We've <laughs> all been talking about how this is not the summer. Really? Yeah. I find every call I've been having this week has been talking about how we haven't been having a really kind of that it's July and most of July so far has been really rainy. Well, I must be behind the eight ball because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that July has been hot and thank God we've gotten the amount of rain that we have. Bro, I want your phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) All of mine have been very complaining. I mean, June was a wash pun intended. Yep. And that leads us pretty nicely into today's topic. We're talking about the state of Vermont, both Vermont, the state, and the fact that the state of it is underwater. Yeah, we're we're talking about flooding, and yes, I, I, we're talking about it in a pretty colloquial setting, but it's a serious issue because the flooding is a direct result of climate change, and. What I think some people might not recognize or some people are in denial about is the fact that events such as rainy summers, warm winters are not going to get better. It's not like we're going to have one or two seasons like this, one and done. It's going to continue to get worse. Mm-hmm. And so tell me what's going on in Vermont. What's interesting is what you just said about the idea of warmer summers and or, uh, warmer winters and rainy summers. summers. Yeah, I'm hearing that there's no chance for things to dry out too, which is important to know. Yeah. Ugh, okay. So currently, Vermont has had its rainiest season on record in the past hundred years. Hundred years. Hundred years, from what I've read. Wow. It's put Vermont in a risk of many places in Vermont, many towns, many cities have flooded. And Vermont is currently in a high risk of landslide after Mm. all of the recent floods. Um, The Agency of Natural Resources has put out an advisory warning. Um, They have a hotline um, that you can contact if you see a landslide or if you see areas that are looking like they're going to start I guess the word I'm going to use is starting to slip. Um, sure. I'm not a geologist. That makes sense. I don't know. But they have a, a contact info for the state geologist. Um, they say if you notice anything, there's no action that they expect you to take. 
Just to Except call the number. Get the hell away. I mean, yes. don't sit. Uh, yeah. No, no, like. announcement people, don't stop with your iPhone to take a video of no. the landslide. Get out of danger and Leave. then make a phone call. Leave. Do, do, don't post anything on YouTube. Don't. You are not going to be submitting a video to your local news. Leave. Yeah. If you want to call something in, great. That's helpful. But first priority is leave. They're not expecting you to take any helpful action is what I mean to say. Mm. You're not going to go in there and save the day. Good point. Um, One of the articles that you sent me, Clarice, mm -hmm. about this topic, I was scrolling through and there was a section of it, two sentences that really jumped out at me. Do you mind if I dictate those? Okay. So the article that you forwarded is from the Washington Post and it's entitled Climate Lab, the exceedingly low odds of Vermont's flooding disaster visualized. So the title is interesting because it, it minimizes the danger. And then the article, ironically, goes on to say, there was more than chance at play, though, as the planet's steady warming increases, how much moisture the air can hold. Climate scientists have for decades predicted that would translate to extreme bursts of rain in places like New England. And then the the article goes on to say um, there were some other factors that contributed to the flood and its impacts, including Vermont's mountainous terrain and the fact that it had been raining in the weeks preceding the Mm -hmm. flooding event. But the article does say that it is likely a sign that those forecasts are becoming reality. And the forecast I'm talking about is that this, this extreme bursts of rain. So like I was saying, it's not going to get better. <clears throat> the more climate warms, the more you're going to have these significant and deleterious weather events. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What I thought was interesting is I was reading another article and now um, we have so many articles up, I can't find it right now. But I saw a fact saying that Vermont has over 400 dams, and most of which are private dams. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting is um, knowing that all of the flooding, these dams are all overflowing, Mm. um, failing. There are obviously um, attempts to secure the dams. That's what a lot of the focus is to reduce the flooding efforts and kind of help in those areas and attention is going in those directions. But I'm wondering, is there a difference at this point, knowing that Vermont is in an emergency situation between private and public dams or in an emergency, does that not matter anymore? So mm, two part question there. The first being private versus public dams. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that this is an issue in Rhode Island as well. Private dam ownership has become a thing here because when properties are conveyed, especially older, previously commercially used properties in former mill villages, the uh, natural watercourse was years, decades, hundreds of years ago, um, dammed to provide for hydropower to run the industrial mills that were in Rhode Island. The mills are no longer here, but the dams remain. And so when those properties were conveyed, the dams are part of the property. And when a private party 
purchase the property, they end up owning the private dam. Mm -hmm. The Rhode Island Department of Environmental Management has a dam safety program, and they will issue enforcement actions against the owner of the dam if they find that there is a, a high risk of injury to person, property. Um, the, the issue with enforcement, though, is if you're, in, if you're in an emergency flooding situation, having a pending notice of violation against a private dam owner is not going to do anything. You would need to try to enforce through the Superior Court injunctive relief process. So it's an issue, and people are just starting to learn about it as a result of some pretty public matters in the state of Rhode Island. Um, but I, I'm not sure that the majority of the general public knows that, that most dams are owned by private parties. And enforcement against them is not the same as if the dams were owned by the state or a municipality. And it sounds like the same thing is, is going on in Vermont. So when you've got these significant storm events, there's no time. Yeah. Ugh. And then the follow-up oh, question. Wait, no, you had another question too. No, um, I think you hit them both. I think you really? hit them both together. Oh, yeah. Look at me. You're good at this. <laughs> so go ahead. What's your next question? So my next question is knowing that this isn't something, this isn't like a freak one-time event. This mm. seems to be becoming more and more popular. Yep. It seems to popular. be becoming the norm. <laughs> I don't know that well, it's become popular, but well, it's I definitely mean, it, happening more. This is going to become the habit and this is yeah. going to become something that we should be concerned about. Where's the water going to go? We can't expect this to just become groundwater and the ground to become more and more spongy yeah. all the time. Well, and, and that's a good point because the theory is that, yes, over time, stormwater will infiltrate into the ground, except if you are in an area that has impervious cover on it. Impervious means that water can't get through. So we're talking about concrete, asphalt, any um, topical substance that you put on the natural ground that makes water unable to make its way back into the groundwater table. Mm -hmm. And secondly, like you were saying, with more and more of these events, the groundwater table will be completely saturated and what I mean by that is the, the ground can hold no more water than it already has. So even if water makes its way to a pervious area, uh, unasphalted, it still could sit directly on top of the ground until that groundwater has a chance to flow wherever it, it is going to. And then the, the water that's sitting there can make its way in to... to fill that void. You just made a sad face, which is unlike well, you. Well, because then I was thinking, is that when, when you get to that peak saturation of, um, of groundwater, yep. is that how we get into the problem of landslides? Is there a point where, and that could be one cause. I'm sure there's many other causes of landslides. But could one of the causes be that you've got a sloped ground that's just so full of water, it's it's now unstable, and it's just now 
like it's it, we've just now we're in a cycle of perpetual problems of it's so full of water it's gonna slide and now we've got tons of water and tons of displaced earth so we've just got a bunch of mud floating around in places it shouldn't be have i become the bummer no i i <laughs> it's it is what it is right i mean we're not making these facts up talking about them is important um i Again, I'm not a geologist. Mm -hmm. I took one geology class when I was in college in Vermont and did did horribly, horribly, horribly bad. It was not for me, but I enjoyed it. Um, I just, I didn't, I don't know why I'm, I'm digressing about myself here. Let me back up. <laughs> so I'm not a geologist, but yes, I believe based on what I am reading, the landslides are a direct result of of saturation and and water sitting on top of the ground so you've got a, a fully saturated groundwater table and then inundation from ground down to the groundwater table so it's my understanding that those two elements are are responsible for landslides but please everyone correct me if i'm wrong yeah well we will look for a geologist okay <laughs> well then I guess it's something to keep an eye out for. It's something to watch. Hopefully can, a dry August. Can you throw some of the articles in the show notes? Absolutely. Because I think that they are, um, they're, they're very reader friendly mm -hmm. and include some pictures that tell the story better than we can. Yeah, I was seeing the flooding is, um, it's, it's so much more than I thought it was. There are some pictures of folks actually kayaking down like town centers. Yep. Which again, folks, try not to do that. It might look really fun. Um, but just keep in mind, you don't fully know what's under the water. So while you think it could be really fun to float on top, when that water rushes in, it brings stuff with it. Debris. Lots of debris. If something happens and you fall out of the boat, PSA, you don't know what you're above. Just just be safe. Yep. Um, you know, not to be the Debbie Downer here, but just keeping y'all as safe as I can. All right. Well, on that note. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Do you have any questions, comments, thoughts? Has anybody been in Vermont? Do we have any listeners out in Vermont? What is it like for you if you're out that way? Um Write in. You can write into our email. We are at help at desatelesq.com. Uh, you can hit us up on the socials. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can watch our videos on YouTube. All of that is under Desatel Law. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Environmentally Speaking. If you're in need of an environmental attorney, we are here to help. Call us at 401-477-0023 or visit our website at www.desatellaw.com. That's www.desatellaw.com.